Hey, homemakers, welcome back to another episode of the Happy as a Homemaker podcast. I am Chandler, your host, and please forgive me if you hear lots of different noises going on. As you all know, my recording setup is very minimal. I don't have a microphone or really anything, Um, but my windows are open and we live in front of, um, there's like a kind of a pond behind us. And there's lots of frogs croaking, which I love. It makes me feel like so Southern. And then also um, my washing machine is going. So I don't think, I don't know how much, I don't think that it'll pick up too much. So hopefully it won't take away too much from the episode. Of course, a lot of you have listened to my episodes where like my baby is cooing in the background. So (laughs) at this point, it's just a given. So anyway, we're going to start off with the book giveaway. I'm so excited to announce the winner and talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about professionalism as a homemaker um, and how professionalism is not just for the boss babes. So Um, Let's start off with the book giveaway. So if you are new around here or you didn't know, um, I started doing a monthly book giveaway. So the last Wednesday of each month, I will be announcing a monthly book giveaway winner, just picking a highly influential book that I am just loving and would love to pass on to someone else. This is my way of giving back. Um, As some of you know, I have my Patreon community and I just wanted to take um, some of that money and give it back into you all. So, um, oh, and the way that you enter right now, the, the way that you enter, I think I might be expounding upon the ways to enter because I know not everyone has Apple But right now, just for the simplicity of things, we're doing um, the Apple reviews. You just go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. doesn't have to be anything crazy, just a quick blurb and um, five stars. And then I will randomly pick the winner of the podcast um, giveaway. So this month's book is a very, very special, special book. And I actually didn't realize quite how special it was until I went on Amazon and it is quite difficult to get. Um, I, I wonder if it's because, um, well, for a couple of reasons, I don't think they are printing it anymore because they have updated versions of this book. Um, but also in the past five years or so, um, it seems like the femininity movement has really kind of blown up. And I wonder if, and um, I think a lot of people maybe ordered this book. And so anyway, it's called Fascinating Womanhood, How the Ideal Woman Awakens a Man's Deepest Love and Tenderness. Now, this book is by Helen Andelin. And So it's a little bit confusing because this is the original book. I think it was written in the 90s, uh, I think. Um, And since then, she had four daughters, and one of her daughters, Dixie Andalyn, she went on to write an updated version of this book and several other fascinating womanhood books. She's even on Instagram, and she does lots of good content. Now, the difference... um, I've read one of her books, and the difference that I have seen is this copy, this fascinating womanhood copy that I have and that you will receive, it is very, um, I don't want to say biblically sound, but but she uses scripture throughout the book, and, and I would argue it is um, 
it's made for, even though if you're not a Christian, you can still glean a lot from this book, but it is made for the Christian woman for sure. So, um, I'm going to read the back. It says, inside you'll learn what traits today men find irresistible in a woman, how to awaken a man's deepest feelings of love, eight rules for a successful relationship, how to rekindle your love life, how to bring out the best in your man and reap the rewards, plus special advice for uh, the working woman. So um, it's not just for stay-at-home people, but I do think that it's, you know, the best for stay-at-home moms um, and wives. I know a lot of you, I get a lot of messages Um that a lot of you are newly married or you're engaged or you're just having your first baby. And I read this book when I was newly married and just kind of on my femininity journey. And it just, it just truly just changed the game for me. It, it made me understand and fully be able to embrace it. It gives you some guidelines. If you're like, okay, I, I understand that God made women and men differently and we have our distinct roles and that's a beautiful thing but like where do I start like how does this practically look this is a really really great place to start so um just if you will uh okay I'll just go ahead and announce the winner and then I'll tell you how to um how to message me okay the winner is oh where did it go ah Please hold. I lost it. I had it pulled up. And now it's gone. But I remember the username. Here it is. Okay. I remember it because it's kind of it's kind of a silly username. Skidmark two 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 seven 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 seven. She said, so encouraging. I stumbled upon this podcast a few months ago, and I'm so happy I did. Chandler is down to earth, relatable, and most importantly, encourages us in our own walks with our Savior. Thankful for wonderful Christ-like women to walk with and learn from in such a hard yet sweet season. So, Skidmark, you are the winner of the monthly book giveaway. Thank you so much for taking time. I know I've talked about... Um, with some of you about leaving reviews. It's not the easiest thing on Apple. You'd think they'd make it easier, but they don't. Um, so thank you for taking time to write that. It, it seriously means the world to me. I read through these reviews and I'm just like, wow, this is unbelievable. Um, so the way that you will contact me is through my email. My email is happyasahomemaker at gmail.com and send me your address. And I will send the book to you via Amazon. And um, yeah. And if you have any trouble, if you don't hear from me in like a couple days, then message me on my Instagram, which is happy as a homemaker. But hopefully everything will go swimmingly. We won't have any problems. Um, if uh, I guess if I don't hear from you um, in a couple of days, then I will pick a new winner. So yeah, but I'm sure it won't be a problem. So, okay, let's get into today's content. Like I said, Fascinating Womanhood, such an amazing book. And her and the new Dixie Andalyn books are great. Her new content's great. I think I was reading a little bit about why she decided to change a lot of it. And she wanted to make this um, Fascinating Womanhood um, like more um, so that all people of all cultures and religions could um, digest it and, and take from it. So you know, interesting. Um, 
Okay, so we're going to talk about professionalism because this is something I've I've thought about a lot as a stay-at-home mom and someone who is really passionate about fighting against the like kind of hot mess mommy like wine mom, sweatpant mom, you know, um just oh like you're lucky if I even have a bra on today kind of thing that's like manifested in our culture today. Like and I think the reason it's such a problem is because it it affects our our deepest feelings. I I think the way that we treat motherhood is a direct reflection of how we feel about its importance and what we truly believe in in the deepest desires of our hearts, what we truly believe about motherhood, right? Um and so I don't think that it's vain to say you need to get dressed in the morning and to look presentable and keep your house a certain way because I think that it 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 it's a reflection of and it you're you're sending a message to not only the world but your children um your daughters if you have a daughter um you're telling her hey this is important stuff and one day I hope that you have the opportunity to do it and I and with my daughter I always think that I hope that I make it look like something that she's going to want to do. You know, I don't, I don't ever want to say like, you have to do this. This is, you have to, you have to like, no, I want her to grow up. And, and when she's at that age, like I want her to be like, Oh, I I want to, that mom made it look like such a fun, um, just deeply joyful thing to do. A way to spend your life is to be a quote unquote stay at home mom. So, um, I'm gonna talk. I pulled up this blurb from um, the Department of Labor talking about professionalism, and I just thought it was good to kind of like get a grasp on what exactly professionalism is because we we see we we hear that word and we think about the workplace. We think about suits. We think about um, cubicles, right? Um, and that's not necessarily what it is. And that's why I want to say over and over, professionalism isn't just for the boss babes, right? It's not, it's not just for people who have to get up and go somewhere to do their work, right? So I'm just going to read this little thing. Um, throughout our lot, our working lives, most of us will have many different jobs, each requiring a different level or set of skills, no matter the industry, from customer service to an office job to construction and the trades. All of these jobs have one thing in common. In order to succeed and move ahead, you need to demonstrate professionalism. Professionalism does not mean wearing a suit or carrying a briefcase. Rather, it means conducting oneself with responsibility, integrity, accountability, and excellence. It means communicating effectively and appropriately and always finding a way to be productive. So I just liked that um, because I think it, it gets the point across. Like what exactly, what exactly is professionalism? And as you can see, all of these things, they very much apply to our home life. Um, and I like to think of it as, I, I feel like I've, I've said this recently in an episode, but if if you were okay like let's say you had this big big wig job where you made six figures and you went into an office every day or maybe you even worked from home but you were like a big deal and you and um you know you people were paying you the big bucks you would 
you would get up on time and you would plan your day accordingly and you would dress for the for the job and you would do all of these things and i don't think that the way now obviously homemaker life has its own benefits in that we we don't have to do you know we don't have to wear a suit or any of those things but we should approach motherhood and homemaking and um, being a wife with the same seriousness that somebody with you know a, a boss babe approaches her work we should a- approach our our work even more so right because the truth is our boss is the king of kings it's the lord of lords that's our boss right of course he's everyone's boss but but we're not working for a paycheck we're not working for um glorifying ourselves we're we're working for the kingdom that's the ultimate thing and uh that's what we need to remember is it, okay if i were working for the the creator of the universe and he said here's here's these children here's this husband here's this home um work heartily do this uh, raise these children to in the nurtured admonition of me right of of god um wouldn't you take that so seriously and 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 realize how profound that is right um so that's kind of our mindset right that that should be our mindset um god is our boss on a on a smaller scale but more tangible one perhaps our husband is our boss the bible says to respect our husbands what's a really great way to respect our husbands is to take really good care of our homes and um our children and to serve him and help him to relax and love the home and um i was just re- listening to um i i've been listening to what have you by rachel jankovic and becca merkel i i've just been listening to them a lot and and she talked about um how how we need to help our husbands love our children by turning his provision which is his paycheck right now i know everyone's situation is different but generally speaking his paycheck turn it into um loving things like a delicious meal um uh books for the children to read or for your husband to read to the children like it that that is a a way to translate his love and i even will say that to the children um when we pray i always say uh thank you god for giving my husband the strength to work hard all day um so that we could be home together and i tell my daughter that all the time i say cuz she'll say where's dada you know what's dada doing and i'll say he's working he's working hard so that we can be here together not everyone has that not everyone is is blessed in that way so that's a it's a way for us to respect our our husbands and um okay so the next point i want to give some examples some practical examples of 
how we can be approach this professional mindset at home because it is kind of silly sounding if you have a bunch of little kids you're like how am I supposed to be <laughs> professional with these little people um but but there's some ways okay and then and granted I've never I've never worked in like a corporate setting um I've told you all many times I worked in restaurants before I did this. Um, but there's still, so that's where my, my frame is coming from. My, this framework is from what I know about restaurants. And I've talked about that a lot in, um, one of my first episodes was how to run your home like a business. And, um, it's a very popular episode. And, um, I think it's helpful to, in some ways, bring that kind of masculine energy into your home. Um, to, to kind of be a little bit more, um, what am I trying to say? Like, like kind of taking your emotions out of things and, um, just being a little bit more practical about your home, if that makes sense. So here's some things, dress for the job, right? Uh, this is like, you know, we, I feel like in the homemaking community, a lot of us have really got this down pat, or we at least know that we should be doing this because there's so much to say about uniforms. Like when I took, um, I took a few sociology classes in college and they would talk about that, that it actually does something to your, your mind, um, get putting a uniform on, right? Like, first of all, first and foremost, is that it communicates a level of respect, right? When we see a police officer, don't you, like, if you're walking by or you're driving by and you see a police officer who is nicely dressed or or a military man who's dressed up in his military attire, like at the airport or, or whatever, don't you feel much more reverence towards that man versus if you see some guy who's in like sweatpants and um, like a hoodie and like his pants, you know, slouchy pants or, or grown out beard or, or whatever, like there's this level of, of reverence. And I think that the, the reason that us as homemakers need to do that is for our children because it's a lot I think easier for children, not even though they should mind you no matter what you look like, but I think when you're getting dressed every day, they're going to be a lot more likely and willing, I think, to um, respect you and, and follow through in your orders to them, right? So you're, you're also sending a message to yourself. I'm, we, talk, we all talk about this. We are always more pr- productive when we are dressed when we are dressed for the day, because you're telling yourself this is important work, right? Like you're telling other, when other people, I think about this when other people answer the door and, and maybe they come to the door unannounced and I'm fully dressed and my makeup is done. Um, what do they think about what I think about motherhood, right? Like you, when you go to the grocery and you're all dressed up, someone asks what, what you do for a living. Oh, I'm a mom. And they're like, oh, and you're so like well put together. It's like, yes, because this is important work. You are communicating to the world. This job is just as 
more important than any other job. I mean, maybe that's a sweeping statement, but I, I think that. Um, so yeah, dress for the job. Another one is keep your cool. So, so, okay. This is something I think about a lot because I am a lot more likely to say and act in a way that is not godly um, when no one's around. And ugh, it makes me like want to puke admitting that. But I think that if we keep that in mind, like when we're at the grocery, you know, I'm not going to say something snippy or short with my daughter, but I might, I might at home. Right. Um, so instead of like, we're at home with these kids all day, no one's around. We don't have any accountability. Right. But we need to change our mindsets and, and think the Lord is watching. My kids are here. Um, what I do and say to them, it matters no matter who's around, right? Like, it's a lot easier to lose your cool when, when no one's watching, right? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So I just think about this when I worked in restaurants. And, I mean, you would be shocked <laughs> the things. Your buttons are so pushed in, in uh, restaurants. Um, just the situations that you're put in, the things that people say to you, it's just, I mean, I've, I've never had something like truly just absurd said to me, but there have been a few times where I'm just shocked at, at the things that people will do and say to food service workers. And, um, it, it just, it doesn't matter though. You have to keep your cool. The show must go on. I've said that a lot. You have to maintain your poise. And um, that's something that um, they talk about on what have you a lot. Like, like you, you can't let your emotions rule your day, your actions, anything. And it's, it was so much easier for me in the workplace because I had this like, okay, I'm going to lose my job if I blow up at this person, right? But like, that's not the same at home right? Like, so if you can try to keep that mindset, like, no, no, I cannot act that way. That is not allowed. Right? Maintaining your cool, even in the hardest of hard moments. Um, okay, this is a really practical one. Don't be on your phone. I remember when I would work in restaurants, and it always blew my mind, like pretty much every restaurant I worked at, there was a no phone rule. It was like, unless you've got to take a call, you can tell the manager, but like, do not have your phone out. Do not be on your phone. Um, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. And there were still people that would just like hide and go sit on their phone. And I was just like, I, I never was like that. Like there might've been one or two times where I would go and be on my phone. But for the most part, I, I always just, I would or I would like chit chat with people, you know, whatever. Um, but I was never someone who, and I really think is it just becomes a bad habit. Like it comes a point where you just, 
So if you can just get out of that habit and and be professional around your children in that you shouldn't just like just don't just sit on your phone while your children are around, right? I'm sure most of you don't do this, but I have gotten into a bad habit of doing that um, here and there. Like if they're occupied with something or, you know, whatever, it, it doesn't really matter. But but I think that we should get in the habit of not being on our phone, either putting it away or putting it in a drawer or just choosing to not be on your phone. Maybe even have your kids. Um, mine are a little too young for this, but if your kids are a little bit older and you feel comfortable with saying like, hey, mama's going to try and not be on her phone unless it's totally necessary um, and creating some accountability there. Um, but yeah, be professional. Take take the job seriously. Don't don't just sit and scroll on your phone at every minute. And and when when you want to talk about productivity, like those minutes add up. Like if you spend two minutes on your phone here, two minutes there, eventually that's going to add up to 10, 20, 30 minutes that you could have a clean kitchen. You could have most of a meal made. You could, um, you, you know, have that much more intentional time with your children. These little things, I talk about this all the time. These little things, they add up. So, um, let's see what else have a plan and a vision. Every professional person in the workplace, every boss, babe, whatever you want to talk about, they have a plan for the day, right? They don't just, or maybe they, I don't know, but you know, you don't just roll out of bed and, and roll into work. Like at least I never did. I always wanted to get up and have some time to, um, like get dressed and get in the proper mindset. And maybe you need to plan out like one of the restaurants I worked at, um, we actually had to study and memorize like wines and um, food items and things. And we would have to do these like presentations and stuff. It was like a really, it was a really cool restaurant, but I, I couldn't just like roll into work. Like I had to look over my notes and I had to practice in the mirror um, saying things like um, I think about that for the past couple of days. I have not set out my daughter's preschool stuff and I just feel so bad because she'll say, Oh, you know, let's do preschool. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't even know. I don't even have a plan for today. So do get things prepared the night before, maybe pick out your clothes for the night before or get up a few minutes early and plan out what the heck you were going to do that day. Have a plan. Um, spend some time creating and, and thinking about and writing about a, an, a vision, a greater vision, right, for your family, for your marriage, for your children, for homeschool um, or just regular school, whatever. Just have a, a, a vision. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to talk about is to be flexible and malleable to new situations and unexpected events. So. This happened all the time in, in the restaurant industry. Things, you know, maybe a dish uh, came out burned and it, it didn't happen a lot, but every once in a while they'd be like, sorry, I have to remake this dish. The kitchen would say that. Um, and so you have to stall. You have to go over to them and say, oh, can I get you a drink? Can I can I get you an appetizer? Um, blah, blah, blah. You have to stall or maybe somebody, maybe you're carrying a tray and like a huge tray of glasses and they fall and break everywhere um, or just stuff hits the fan. If you know what I'm saying, like this is the life of a homemaker. We have to, we have to have, we make these plans, but we have to hold them loosely and we have to 
be open. And I think this is where femininity comes in. We have to be open to change and fluidity and being able to um, change course when needed and drop our expectations for the day and run to the child who needs us um, at all times. And that is something that I am very much learning and growing in the season of having two littles um, under three. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a very interesting time. But anyway, I hope this episode helped you all. Congratulations to the winner. Be sure to email me as soon as possible and I'll get that book sent out to you. Very excited to hear your thoughts about it. It's a very special book near and dear to my heart. Um, but yeah, I look forward to talking to you all next week. And over on Patreon, I think I'm going to be sharing with you all my toy organization because I'm pretty happy with the way that I've been doing things lately as far as toys. So um, if you want to check out the Homemaker Globe community, there will be a link below for that. And it's just $5 a month. And there's a ton of exclusive content on there, as well as a little bit more of a community space for us to chat about more intimate topics. So anyway, have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will talk to you all soon.